0: he said it because of his wet blanket energy. (laughs) Unhinged. That's actually unhinged. Hello and welcome to She's All Batch. I'm Stephanie.
1: And I'm Jackie.
0: And we don't care if you're here for the right reasons. We are just happy you are here.
1: So come join us as we talk shit about our favorite show. All right, guys, let's creep. So we have couples that are getting back
0: together, and we have couples that are saying goodbye. In the same week, it has been low-key confirmed that Kelly and Peter are, in fact, back together, and that Clayton and Susie have called it quits.
1: Where to begin? Where to even begin? I would like to point out, though, that a lot of news articles have, quote-unquote, confirmed that Peter and Kelly are back together, but the the source is just... A source. I was looking at all of these articles from all these different publications. It's just like a source says a source says I'm like, who is this source? Yeah, it's Barb, obviously.
0: But, I mean, I will say they are together. We, I've gotten, I've seen all your DMs, guys. I've gotten people sending me DMs that, like, Peter was at a pool with a certain uh, type of, lo- like, beach chair at the pool. Mm-hmm. And then Kelly's taking the same photo from the exact same beach chair at the pool. I'm like, okay, we uh, they are together. There was a video at, of them dancing together at some events.
1: Yeah, at Tyler Cameron's mom's charity event. Mm-hmm. They were, there was, like, one of those cameras where, like, you know how it, like, Bins around and you go in yeah. and like do a little dance it was just them two yeah. dancing together very closely so this so, isn't very shocking given what we've seen no. but you
0: know they have not confirmed themselves i'm sure right. a hard launch is right around the corner you think what if they're just like hooking up i don't know if you
1: if, you, if you're just hooking up do you go to events and like well but it was a bachelor event there are a lot of other bachelor people there but I get your point. Would you like dance together in the little photo booth? And they're thing? like Probably hanging not. out at
0: a pool, and the pool they were. It was like what's the word? What do you mean? <laughs> like
1: uh, it's a pool. What, what about it? <laughs> like it was like a private pool, like like a, at someone's house. You mean not or like, at like or a, like
0: an air? Someone thought it was like an air. Or Airbnb. like at a resort. Yeah, like and it oh, was. Okay. um, Why do I want to think the word is seclusive? It, not exclusive, but like secluded secluded. Like it, was, it
1: was hidden from other yes. people so like you so it wasn't public it right. was like we're exactly. in a house or an airbnb Thank keeping you for our, helping me with the words no problem
0: well yeah so you don't do that with a guy that you're just like banging at three in the morning you know or do you
1: well your ex i don't know Ooh. i i'm just like right well that's the thing is like not only are they exes they're like messy exes this ended badly last time so i guess i just I feel like I'm a broken record at this point. I've said this on the podcast so many times. I don't know what they think is going to be different this time.
0: Yeah, so it's not even worth our breath. We'll wait for the hard launch. But until then, you know, keep your eyes peeled for some more clues that prove they're together. Because we already know.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're clearly spending a lot of time together. As far as, what does it define the relationship? DTR, what they're going to DTR it. I don't know. Oh, I don't know that phrase. Is that what the kids are saying? Like, kind of, oh, yeah. If okay. you if, you're, if you don't know where you stand with someone, it's time to DTR. Oh, my God, they have to the the DTR it then, yeah. Yeah. Cool. I like it.
0: So, I mean, on to the more, I guess, slightly shocking news. I know that a lot of people weren't shocked that Clayton and yeah. Susie announced their breakup, given just a couple weeks ago their whole, we're moving out and we're going to do long distance. Like, you don't go backwards
1: in a relationship. That's never a good sign. Right, exactly. I was still shocked, though. Oh, I wasn't. I, I As soon as they announced that they're going to do long distance and they're saying things like, well, we don't know if this is forever or for two more weeks. Who's to say? I was like, oh, no, this is not a good sign. It
0: just doesn't work. Yeah, I'm. so I'm sad about it. They issued a breakup statement, a joint breakup statement, and it is with heavy hearts that they are calling it quits It is with a heavy heart. My heart is heavy. I feel for them. I really liked them together.
1: For sure. I liked them together too. I think what is interesting though is like right up until they posted the breakup, they were posting like happy TikToks as a couple together. So there was really no, other than just saying that they're do they're going to try long distance, but like with no end in sight, just going in different life directions. There was really no sign of like any problems. That's really
0: funny you say that because I think I DM'd you one of like a video of them on Instagram and you literally wrote back and you're like, that doesn't look like a couple that's on the break of a breakup, and I'm like, yeah, they look great. They also, fun fact, your girl, I'm going to use this word very lightly, but spoke with Clayton right before the breakup announcement. So they did. Wait, and
1: by your girl, you mean you? Me, yeah, your
0: girl. You spoke with Clayton? I mean, I'm using that word very lightly. So I. Spoke. How lightly? Like, did like, you guys so comment?
1: Light. Yes. Back and forth? Okay. So I'm going to, I'll just pull it up. Clayton was in your DMs. No, so
0: no, no. Clayton was not in my DMs. It's even okay. lighter than that. <laughs> so
1: it's even lighter. Got
0: it. So on September 20th, Clayton and Susie did a joint Promotion Mm -hmm. together for Kevin's natural foods. And I think that's funny because like you got to get that last-minute Ad in they probably made so much money on this. They're like look We're not gonna break up until we post this fucking ad
1: or they probably told the advertisers like look We're announcing a breakup in a few days like we're gonna get so much traction to our pages This ad is gonna blow up and it did So
0: it was a really cute ad uh, and they said that it helps them stay healthy with their eating habits, blah, blah, blah. We're not giving them free promotion because they haven't paid us. But I thought it was really funny because we know Clayton's eating habits and we know that he eats Chipotle like four to five times a week. If you go back to the 25 things you need to know about Clayton episode, we know all about that. So I was calling his bluff. So I wrote on the post and I go, what about Chipotle, Clayton? He writes back. Crying, laughing face. Still a staple in my diet and always will be. Aw. And Susie Susie also liked my comment. And then Kevin's Natural Food wrote back to me and said, Chipotle's got nothing on us. I find it hard to believe that Clayton's actually eating these frozen meals instead of Chipotle when he is a diehard Chipotle eater. But I digress. So they were in good spirits just days before the breakup. I'll tell you that.
1: Yeah, and and I guess, though, to be fair, they do say on the post where they announced the breakup, and this was like a joint post that they both both posted on their Instagrams, they say social media is definitely a highlight reel. Much of our experiences together we have kept private, and I'm sure you can understand, which that makes is me surprising, sad. because I f- but I feel like they, f- right, they were giving off such an illusion that they were sharing so much about their relationship. You know what I mean? Like, I felt like I was a a third party in, s- what do they call themselves? A Klusi? throuple? No. Oh. Clusie's. Oh, you said oh, Clayton. Clayton. Clayton would have been about be- oh, Clayton. Clayton. Yeah, Clayton. What did I say? Cluse I don't know what the fuck you said. So I guess things weren't always as peachy keen as they made it out to be.
0: Well, I always say on this podcast, like, social media is fake. When you see a couple yeah. lovey dovey, you have to, like, Before you get, like, jealous or get down on yourself, think about the fact that, like, they are filming themselves. They are setting Mm -hmm. up the camera and discussing the video prior to actually doing it. There's a whole plan. So when I always see on um, TikTok, whenever there's, like, a romantic couple, the comments are always, like, screaming, crying, throwing up. Oh, my God, I'm going to go, like, whatever, be upset. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, you're really jealous of this couple that planned this video that had this whole thing set up like right it doesn't mean anything it doesn't mean anything and whatever so i think this just goes to show i didn't know they actually wrote that in the breakup statement that mm-hmm. we've kept a lot of things private they're obviously not yeah. no one's gonna whip out their tiktok when they're fighting or you right. know in a bitchy mood so i'm sad i re- actually thought they were end game but i also thought katie and john hershey were in game so i feel like i don't have a good track record in predicting <laughs> this stuff
1: I think just Clayton and Susie. They they're so young. They need to go find themselves. Yeah. You know. Hopefully they will. Yeah. But
0: now people are saying Rachel Recchia is single, and so is Clayton. And everyone thought that Rachel was the choice his season.
1: Yeah. I mean, I did. I, I really. Su- Susie really came out of left field for me. I don't know if I see. I see it though. I think Rachel needs to. No, Rachel is taking a go hard
0: pause from like all things bachelor i think even though the the paradise promo shows her showing up you know she's obviously just coming down to like give a date to give advice yeah but what advice do you want to get from her at this point like i don't necessarily want
1: well at that point she was probably engaged oh good call good call okay well, wow, that's going to be weird to watch then. I know. I'm curious how they're if they're going to cut it differently or um, how they're going to frame it, but we'll see.
0: We're going to get to the Paradise recap in a little mm-hmm. bit, but first got to move over to Joe Franco's Facebook post. So Tino's dad, Joe Franco, we've talked about him before. I thought someone taught him how to fix his privacy settings and that we weren't going to get any more posts from Joe Franco, but lucky for us, he is still a public profile.
1: <laughs> well, do you think he just made some posts private? And some public, like someone taught him that setting, or he just really hasn't. Po- I just find it very hard to believe he didn't post throughout the whole finale.
0: Well, he posted. This is the the update is that he did post this after the finale. He posted a quote picture, like a picture mm-hmm. with the quote, and it says, "Nobody's perfect. We make mistakes. We say wrong things. We do wrong things. We fall. We get up. We learn. We cheat on Rachel. We grow and we move on." Uh, it does not say we cheat
1: on Rachel <laughs> in there. Try yes, to that one d- in. <laughs> Just I wanted in case to shock you, guys you. Really wanted to know the truth. Um, yeah, no, I guess what I meant is though, like you know how in the beginning he was writing these unhinged, like no, this is a status, like feeling excited, blah 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 blah, blah and like writing his yeah, actual feelings because excited because this is like a pre-written graphic, like these are not his own words. Imagine it was though, and it, it said at the bottom, Joe Franco. <laughs> Um. Yes, But do you think he wrote like his own words and made them private Or this is just literally the only thing he has to say At this point
0: I don't know I think we need to try to hack his Facebook account And see what we can figure out I will say though if you look at the comments of his post His friends are saying Joe and Sandy Sandy is the mom Saw the writing Mm -hmm. on the wall Tino learned the hard way like we all do Love you guys I'm proud to be part of your family and friends And Joe Franco liked
1: that I'm gonna friend request him and see if he accepts me Oh okay
0: then someone writes, except not everyone does it on TV. Still, that may have been the best mistake he will ever make because he will likely be better off in the long run. Joe also liked that. So it's very clear that Joe is happy that he, his son is no longer with Rachel
1: right well of course Joe's gonna support his son regardless I mean you know we we got into it last week but I don't think we need to go extra hard on Tino he's a human he made a mistake but like he didn't murder anyone people like let's really get things into perspective here
0: I think people are very much seeing both sides of the story yeah I do think it's funny that, you know, Rachel, the whole Rachel and Avon ending, the fact that Avon showed up, people were pissed that they did that to Tino. Uh, This is the Bachelorette finale. Avon and Rachel have not said anything else on social media since. There hasn't been a photo. There hasn't been anything. It was like, we're all... Yeah, it
1: was pure, like, what's the equivalent
0: of clickbait, but, like, for a TV show? I always call um, Bachelor TV clickbait. Well,
1: that's what it was, though. Like, we we knew... You said it perfectly last week. If Avon was really interested in pursuing things with Rachel, he would have reached out earlier because she has been broken up with Tino for a few for several weeks now. So this was all just a big thing to, to give her a little happy moment at the end, totally set up by the show. It doesn't mm. mean anything. You know what the scene of Avon showing
0: up actually reminds me of? The finale of The Hills. When <laughs> Kristen gets in the car and then Brody's saying and goodbye then the set and then it like, pans away, so like you're believing it the whole time and then you like realize, oh, I've been duped this whole time. How
1: thing. mind blown were you watching that finale? Oh my of god, I was like, oh my god, guys, reality TV is. Fake. What is it? Well, mean? I was like literally so meta. The, the Hills
0: was my personality back then. I was like lived mm-hmm. Me for too. I loved it. it.
1: That's the reason why I wanted to move to LA was literally <laughs> because uh, me of The Hills. too. except <laughs> I never did and you did. So, yeah. You're better than me. Wait, well, there's still time for you. Okay. One day, you well, never know. Once we turn Cheese All Batch
0: into a talk show. I
1: was going to say you never know where the little podcast that could will take you. Oh. Okay.
0: I actually have so many thoughts about um Kristen in the finale, but I don't think this is the right portal for it. So if you guys want to talk like the Hills, we'll talk at a separate time. But like I have so many thoughts.
1: Sound off in the comments below. Yeah. Should we make a Patreon episode about the Hills? Yeah. Side note, wouldn't that be kind of fun? If we made a Patreon, rewatched the Hills and talked about it. But like we're like a bachelor like do you guys I know, but do we have enough have to be a bachelor podcast? I think there's a lot of crossover between people who watch The Bachelor and people who watch The Hills. There's Call also, you know, we'd be
0: competing with literal Hills rewatch podcasts starring Audrina and Brody. For some reason, they have Frankie on it, which I have no fucking clue why. <laughs> I'm like, that's literally the reason well, why. Well, and also, listening.
1: well, I guess this one's more Laguna Beach, the Back to the Beach one with. Kristen Back to the Beach is my Steven. favorite podcast besides She's All That. Oh, wow. I listen every single week with i joe. don't think we would ha- be competing they're supplementary if are you we like keeping this part in? <laughs> this is like full-blown brainstorming yeah.
0: yeah all right we gotta get back to the show um okay. so overall joe franco we're unsure where his privacy settings lie we hope yeah. to see more from him <laughs> i'm glad that he he clearly he's acknowledging his son made a mistake with this quote picture he's not right. saying that tino's perfect but i think we could all just say like he made a mistake let's move on And I'm glad, I think Tino learned his lesson. Yeah, Tino learned his lesson. Rachel's happy to not be the Tino, and Joe's happy that they're not together. So I think kind of everyone wins.
1: Yeah, I think Tino will think next time before he cheats. I think
0: he will. You know what? Mm -hmm. Because if he doesn't, Rachel's gonna take a Louisville slugger to
1: both headlights. Headlights, right, right. That is how it goes. Slash
0: a hole in all four tires. All four.
1: Also, we'll let you know if Joe Franco accepts my friend request. Oh, yes. Thank you. Hi, guys. This is Jackie. I just wanted to add a little bit of a note. So, last week, Nick Vial said that he was going to have the exclusive with Chino on his podcast that was supposed to drop Thursday, September 29th. So, Stephanie and I had talked about it and we're like, oh, we should actually, since our podcast, you guys know, always drops on Thursdays as well. We were actually going to delay dropping the podcast in order to listen to Tino's interview and be able to cover that as a creep because we thought it was going to be really interesting and then just release the podcast later in the day on Thursday. But we just got word um, that Tino is not going to be on the Vile Files. He is delaying his appearance. Nick Vile said he's not giving up hope that eventually maybe he will speak, but right now Tino is taking care of his mental health and is not doing any interviews. So bummer because I thought it was going to be a really interesting interview. And I know a lot of people want to hear Tino's side of the story, but I'm glad that he is taking care of himself and doing what he needs to do. I just hope that he has people around him that are there to support him. I know he did a bad thing, but he's a person too, guys, with feelings. And if you are someone who is sending Tino hate on the internet for whatever reason please just don't do that you know this is a tv show at the end of the day but these are real people and we just never support any kind of that behavior so bummer that we won't be able to cover tino but wishing him the best i hope he has great support around him in this dark time I have to tell you guys about
0: an amazing new service I found called Framebridge. So Framebridge makes it easier and more affordable than ever to frame your favorite things without ever leaving the house. Add a gallery wall to your home office, or send an easy, foolproof gift from art prints and posters to photos sitting on your phone. You can Framebridge just about anything. So I was so excited to be partnering with Framebridge because I have so many photos of my son that I don't get framed. They're just on my phone, and my son is gorgeous, and he deserves to be plastered all over my walls. But I don't do it as much because, like, you have to go to the store get them printed, or or buy like a digital photo photo printer, and like, hi, I don't have time for that. So Framebridge was so freaking easy so you go to framebridge.com and upload your photo or if you want to um frame something like a jersey or a shirt or something special from you know your childhood they could send you packaging that you could safely mail whatever you want to frame and they frame it for you and send it back It's so freaking cool. But what I did was I went to framebridge.com and I uploaded one of my favorite photos of my son and it was just so easy. And I'm like, I'm, I got this awesome frame in the mail and it's big and it's beautiful and it's hanging on my wall already. And I just, it was really easy and convenient. And it's nice to know that there's services out there that do it for you because I'm so lazy.
1: Yeah no I moved recently and was trying to get a bunch of things framed and I can't tell you how annoying it is to go to all the different frame shops, get quotes and it's randomly so expensive when you go to these boutique framing shops and then you have to bring the stuff there then you have to go pick it up Framebridge is a one stop shop you don't even need to go anywhere you upload the picture to framebridge.com they send it to you and it's way more affordable than any of the other like boutique framing places that you would find just around your town and stuff so instead of paying all of that money their prices start at just $30 And all the shipping is free, which is also a game changer. And listeners of the show will get 15% off on top of that with their first order at framebridge.com. And they can use the code she's all batch in order to do so. So get started today. Frame your
0: photos or send someone the perfect gift. Go to framebridge.com and use promo code she's all batch to save an additional 15% off your first order. Just go to framebridge.com slash she's all batch framebridge.com slash she's all batch. So we are officially in Paradise season. We are kicking off the sexiest show of the year, in Paradise. And I really hope that some of the contestants have packed some Dame products in their suitcases before they hit the beach because... I know if i was going that's exactly what
1: i would do you guys know we've told you guys about dame products before but they are our favorite sex toys out there you know about their best sellers eva and air but they also have massage oils and lube everything you need to get going with your partner or just yourself whatever you're into so definitely check them out
0: and they ship discreetly. So if you want to go to dameproducts.com, you can kind of peruse all the different toys they have and you don't need to worry about your neighbors like peering out their windows and being like, oh, is she ordering a vibrator? Like, no, they're not gonna know what you ordered. It's going to be our little secret. And that's awesome. They also have a Find Your Vibe online quiz to help you find the perfect product for you if you don't know where to start.
1: And for She's All Batch listeners, you can get 15% off site wide when you use code She's All Batch at checkout. So you might as well go check them out. There's so many different products to choose from. DameProducts.com, code She's All Batch at checkout for 15% off site wide.
0: Almost paradise. We're knocking on heaven's door.
1: I will say, I love that theme song so much. Whenever it comes on, I do, I'm do. i like, We didn't get dancing. it.
0: We didn't get it Tuesday night. Oh, yeah, you're right. I we did I was didn't. really upset, and I was very much looking forward to, I feel like I could predict who is going to do what in the Paradise intros. Like, the people that do kissy mm-hmm. faces, you're basic, and you're boring.
1: The people that do, like. And you'll probably be in a relationship, like, the whole yeah. time. Yeah.
0: And then there's, like, the people that do funny things, like they have a drink and they're being silly. I think that'll be obviously, mm-hmm. like, lace. And then someone, like, crawling through the ocean, I feel like it's going to be Logan. Like, I, I like to kind of predict... I like when they do an intro that's a
1: nod to
0: what we know them as.
1: Can we think yeah. of, like, any... Who's like when Taylor yes! Nolan read the book on emotional intelligence in hers. Jackie, do you know that literally in my brain that's the example I had? <laughs> And that one, I don't know why that came to me so quickly. Or, like, I don't know, when Demi's stirring the pot or... Well, you know, like, Sinead's
0: gonna eat shrimp. They had...
1: Oh, for sure.
0: Kristen eat scallops. They had Alexis in the dolphin costume.
1: Yeah, those things are fun.
0: They had Jasmine, like, choking someone. She was, like, choking a producer. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You know what I hated? Serena Pitt did a cartwheel... And I just thought that was the most basic, uninventive thing. Because she was like, "I'm not just gonna smile and do a kissy face. I'm gonna do something." But then it was just a cartwheel.
0: Yeah. I, if I were on the show, I would want fans like blowing my hair back. I would have a whole production to do my intro. Ooh,
1: like very um, Sharpe Evans in yes. High School Musical too. Mm-hmm. With- the sunglasses, the little pink robe, Ooh. iced tea imported from England, lifeguards imported from Spain. Right.
0: Towels imported from Turkey and Turkey imported mm-hmm. from Maine. Like, do we think that, like, so Hayden is supposed to be on this season. He wasn't in night one. Mm-hmm. But do we think Hayden's going to hold up the cancer
1: dog? The stuffy? Yeah, I think so. Which is dark That's in a dark. way. When I think about it. <laughs> Like, not only am I ditching my dog again, I once again <laughs> have the stuffy with me. And poor Rambo. Well, maybe he's gonna out. hold a
0: photo of his dog and hug the picture frame.
1: Yeah, I could see that too. Who else has things that they're, like, known for? You're so right about Shanae with the shrimp. She's gonna be like Sharpay Evans sitting there on a, yeah. a little pool lounger putting shrimp cocktail into her mouth.
0: All right, we gotta dive into the Night One Paradise recap. We're gonna dive in. <laughs> Wow, 9.6, great you. dive. Did you, I always ask my mom to rate my dives. To rate them?
1: Yeah. That's funny. I mean, I was never really good at it.
0: But, but. now that I'm an adult, I realize she was just
1: pulling numbers
0: out of her ass.
1: Obviously. I, would, <laughs> I wouldn't really do dives, but handstand competitions and ask for um, numbers for that. But you realize that when parents
0: give you numbers, they are literally just making up numbers.
1: Yeah, I know, but... I thought as, like, a kid,
0: I was like, oh,
1: man. Why? Because your mom is, like, a connoisseur of diving, and (laughs) she knows the correct number of the execution.
0: Anyway, let's dive on in.
1: I'm going to rate this dive, aka the overall episode... Episode? An eight. Okay. Oh, I'm like six. Okay, maybe even five.
0: I there were things about it I really really liked, but I think night one or episode one, they need to speed up the beginning. We saw the same conversation over and over and over. When you yeah. let people enter one at a time, and then it's like Michael and Serene have the conversation, then Michael, Serene, and Genevieve have the conversation, then Michael, Serene, Genevieve, and Andrew have the conversation. I'm like, okay, this. Why didn't you just release all four of them at once and have them have it? I didn't need to see it so yeah. many times. Like. Wow, you're here too? You're excited? Yeah, ready for this? Can't wait. Like, I didn't need yeah. to see that 500 times.
1: I agree. And I get that they're trying to, like, remind us of who the major players are going to be. But quite frankly, like, I don't need to be told, like, who Andrew Spencer is or who Michael A. is. Like, I know. I'm ready to watch. What I needed more of, actually, is that I feel like there were so many other girls, mostly girls from Clayton season, that, that I'm I like, know. I have never seen you before in my life. Who are you? And I think there was just more of that than I've ever really noticed in a Paradise season where there's, like, half the people there. I'm like, who? Like, that whole love triangle between Romeo, Kira, and Jill. I do remember Jill a I remember little Jill. Bit. Romeo and Kira, I've never seen before in my life. It's like, wh- what? Why do I care? Yeah.
0: I mean, I feel like they always do this every season. They like to throw in people that were didn't get a lot of screen time.
1: Yeah. But, like, I Which do I think...
0: Appreciate. Guy-wise, I knew pretty much everyone. Girl-wise, you know their first intro was Hunter on the toilet talking about her IBS? And I was like, if you if you told me, I'll give you $1,000 to guess this girl's name, I would have never guessed Hunter. I would have never guessed she had IBS. Like, right, these are right. all things we're supposed to remember about these people, but, like, why didn't you lead with, like, a Genevieve or someone that, like, we all remember. It was weird to lead with people that no one cared about. So that's that. I mean, I think, Mm -hmm. yeah, like, the intros were kind of slow. And then someone that I thought needed no intro, Lace, it was so awkward because she's, like, you know, one of the older contestants that was from six years ago, as Mm -hmm. Haley liked to point out. And you know me, I love the people, like, the throwbacks. I like that. Yeah, me too. Lace is here. I'm
1: glad Lace is there. I got my husband
0: to watch with me, and he was most excited about Lace. Also, because he didn't watch Clayton's season or Katie's season or anyone else's, so, like, literally Lace was the only person he knew. But, like, Mm -hmm. the throwbacks, like, how they brought Amanda Stanton back in the past, like, I love when they bring back old people. Because it's better. I don't want to watch Clayton's season again. I just fucking watched it. So I I like when they bring back old people. Lace walks in, and she's like hi. And then it's like the awkward, hi. And no one's looking at her. I really felt for her because when they showed her crying on the bed and she's like, no one's talking to me. No one's looking at me. We know that there's a hierarchy in paradise. And I'm sure people, I think this will change, but I think people looked at her as, I don't know you. Therefore, you're not going to help my status. Therefore, I don't need to kind of link up with you. And I think she made that clear when like, she was upset and Shanae came to her to like comfort her. And she's like, no Mm -hmm. one was talking to me everywhere I went. People walked away.
1: I believe Lace that like, people probably were walking away from her. That's interesting that you are, like, talking about it in the perspective of status, because you're probably right, and I wasn't even thinking of it in that way. I was kind of more on the camp of, like, okay, Lace, like, get a little bit over yourself. All these people don't know you. Like, they have all been on these seasons all together. They're all friends, so, like, of course it's gonna be a little awkward in the beginning, but, like, make an effort. Introduce yourself. Like, don't expect to be, like, queen of the beach when How you How do walk you don- not know
0: Lace? I feel like the disrespect... <laughs> On lace Morris, she's just like an icon. But they're like
1: twelve-year-olds, and she's like a normal grown adult. Yeah, and they—they're all BFF from the past seasons, so they just like they don't know her. But then
0: Haley, which who? Saying literally that who, lace, yeah. she
1: said like lace is from six years
0: ago. Like you shouldn't be on the show. The amount of tweets I saw about Haley, like I wrote
1: down the same thing. She's because she said you have no place, and I'm like you have no I place. Don't even know what your name is. Who even are you? You actually have no place. Yeah, she's exactly. going. I mean, I'm pretty sure she's gonna
0: go like the first rose ceremony because who are yeah. you? And I Because literally who. Literally who. Uh, And I think out of all people to say something about Lace, who is a living, walking legend, you're saying that about her? Right. Take several seats, Haley. I agree. So we see Johnny, who's one of the first of Gabby and Rachel. We know that he, like, literally just broke up with Gabby and then walked down the beach and was, like, waiting for paradise. What did you think of Johnny's rap?
1: I enjoyed it. Oh. I, pre- I appreciated something different. Okay. I didn't have very strong opinions on it honestly but I was really happy to see Johnny. I don't know. I, I'm excited to see people like obviously Johnny was a major character in Gabby and Rachel's season. I still feel like I don't know much about him but he seems funny. Like just the little bits we yeah. got of him in this episode I'm like oh jo- I'm gonna like Johnny. Like he's hilarious.
0: I didn't realize how much like how smooth he was with the ladies. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, when yeah. he's like He walks in, says hi to the guys, and he's like, excuse me, gentlemen, and, like, walks down to the girls on the beach and introduces himself, like, and keep in mind, guys, no one knows Johnny because the season is airing at the time that this is being filmed. So he is literally, like, introducing himself as, like, you literally don't know me. I'm just a random mm-hmm. guy. For all you know, I could be a producer. And yeah. he's smooth with the ladies. So I think I'm excited to see Johnny. He actually referred to himself as a bull in a china shop. I asked... What does that even mean? That's what... It's okay. I asked my husband what that phrase would mean in this context. Because I'm like, wait, like, mm-hmm. I get... I know bull in a china shop, that phrase, but, like, what did he mean? And I think he means, like, I'm about to go crazy. Because he goes, I just got off of last season, so I'm, like, a bull in a china shop. Like, I'm gonna go nuts. Like...
1: But why, why? Why is that what that means? I don't know. A Bowl know. in China shop. A bowl in
0: a China shop. Cause like a bowl. Yeah. Well, do you really not get the phrase? It to me. Okay. No. Um. So there's like a bowl in a China shop, and he's gonna run, and the china is all around the walls, and it's gonna. Shake.
1: Oh, a bowl in it. I yeah. thought you were saying a bowl, like <laughs> you would eat out of. And I'm like, okay, like a China shop. Like I get that a bowl is like also. China, like fine China, but what does the bowl have to do with anything? <laughs> okay. Never mind. No. He, I get it now. Yeah. I get it, I get it.
0: But he could also be the bowl in the China shop if you think of it, you know?
1: Well, I was like, what? What Do people like bowls like more than, or like China bowls versus like the plates or anything else? In <laughs> yeah. Fine China? Like if I was going to get one piece of
0: China, I would get the bowl over the plate. So yeah, he's a bowl. I mean, I China don't shop.
1: have any fine China, so I'm clearly inexperienced mm-hmm. in this. Yeah. I was like, oh, maybe people, the bowls are more valuable. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, I think obviously, I mean, I said this earlier, like, Shanae is here for her redemption edit. I think we're going to see a totally different side of her. I have, like, a thought on this, and I don't even know if I can and should say it. But one time, guys, out and about, me and Stephanie, we're out and about at a place, and we met someone from Bachelor Nation who will not be in Paradise, and I got to talking to them, and they... I'll say there was someone on Clayton's season and I was asking them like what is the deal with Shanae? like this girl's not real like the things that were coming out of her mouth I don't believe someone would ever say that like what's her deal and um and she she was like oh no she's worse in person like she's horrible she clearly did not like Shanae." but then we were kind of talking I'm like oh are you gonna go to paradise whatever and she decided not to go she's not gonna be in paradise but said something that was very interesting to me that like she doesn't like production and de- didn't want to be involved in Didn't want to go to paradise because she didn't know how the Shanae stuff was going to be edited. This is someone who like had time talking to Shanae, and she's like, "Yeah, I I left that not knowing if I would be the villain or she would be the villain." Which is, I just think is very interesting because I think then there's a lot that we didn't see, and it's not so black and white. Hmm. You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know who you're talking about. And I know you gonna, know, but I'm not gonna
1: say. But I just, but don't you think that point is interesting that someone who was on Clayton season who had words with Shanae, genuinely didn't know if they would be edited as the villain or Shanae would be edited as the villain. And I don't want this to be like misconstrued as like me forgiving some of the horrible things Shanae said, because those things are, are horrible and should never be said. I was just trying to get into this girl's head of like, why would you ever say those things on TV? Like, what is the deal with this girl? Yeah. And I just think she was told to say all those horrible things in order to be their villain, and then she's gonna get this amazing redemption edit. Yeah. Like I think she was acting on Clayton I mean, season. We, not to say it's right, but you know what I mean. Yeah,
0: no, I could see that, and I do think like she was the only one to go to Lace to get her out of bed and say, "Come on, let's go mm-hmm. talk to people together." I feel like that was a very girls' girl thing to do, and very out totally. of character for a Shanae yeah. who was a big bully on Clayton season. So, right, I don't really know. I don't. I ha- I am not invested in Shanae like you. At I am all. for I some literally reason. Could not I don't care. Know less. Why. I don't care. I feel like these manufacturers villains are so
1: boring, I want real villains. Right, but I'm seeing now, I think we're actually going to see a real person. We'll see. We'll see.
0: So, Andrew gets the first one on one day, and shocker, he's like starstruck over Teddy because we've told you guys for like weeks and weeks and weeks that Andrew has been like fangirling over
1: Teddy. He He has manifested that shit. He He put it out into the universe. Like the fact that we all know Andrew's interested in Teddy. Yeah. I think it's funny. He's like, I feel like we already know each other.
0: I'm like, that's because you like Instagram stalked (laughs) her for the past two years.
1: Yeah. I was about to say, you guys probably do know each other. Have you not met? But I remember him saying prior, he specifically was not going to meet her because he didn't want to muddy the paradise waters. But. You're so right. He's been stalking her for literally two years. Their
0: date was cute. They're they're so awkward. They seem into each other. They so are are awkward. I'm interested. I want to know, like, how did Andrew get paid time off from his relationship with Greg? Like, is Greg... Mm. Greg expects Amazing. him home at some point
1: soon. I mean, are you still in the camp that you think Greg's going to show yeah. up at some I point? I don't think
0: Greg's going to show up anymore. Really bummer. But I do think about... Yeah. When I see Andrew being awkward with women, I think that in his head, he's probably like, if Greg was here, this would be easier. Like, he needs his wingman. he yeah, painted he a does. smiley
1: face on his toe. I know. He's so fun. Mm. I really do like him. I, I mean, I like him a lot. I wish, like, what did they need to do to get Greg on that beach? Like, everyone has a price. Like, pay him and get him on there. I think that would have been so fun to see the two of them together. But I guess Greg was dating Clemons at yeah, the time. Yeah, he was
0: biking around Spring Lake, New Jersey at the time, so he couldn't go. <laughs> well, bring him.
1: Bring the bikes. Bring Clem. What a great season. Seriously.
0: Well, yeah, so Teddy and Andrew are kind of a thing right now. They, like, get into a margarita hot tub, which I know that was supposed to be cool but I was like, ooh, that feels sticky to me, even though I know there's not. Yes, I, sticky. Really? I knew there wasn't real margarita in there, but like we're obviously... It, it sounded disgusting. Yeah, I don't want to go in a margarita And it's like, hot tub.
1: it wasn't like a real hot tub, it seemed. Like I didn't see any jets or like anything. So I'm like, so this is just like lukewarm, weird water that we're sitting in? Right. And remember my old TikTok series, Random Bachelor
0: Facts? One of the Bachelor mm-hmm. Facts was that the hot tub that Lauren B. and Ben Higgins went in on their first one-on-one day on Ben's season was a cold mm-hmm. hot tub, and they they had to pretend like it See, was See, that felt
1: like a cold hot tub to me, too. Yeah. Sticky and cold. Sticky and cold, yeah. I want to move over to Michael A.,
0: because he is the hot commodity. Mm-hmm. He is everyone. Like, so, again, I said my husband watched this for the first time. He didn't watch Katie's season, so he didn't know who Michael A. is, and he's like, right he looks at the tv he's like this guy's full of shit and i was like you will not speak ill of michael a <laughs> i told him that we referred to him as angel on earth michael a on the podcast yeah. he is our baby i love him and you don't know his story you don't get to judge so i really shut him up real quick and that's great thank you y- yeah i did it for you so i uh, well, also michael A. called me a friend once so i feel like he's my friend oh Do yeah you remember that he said no, but he said thanks, friend. So I was like, oh, oh, you were messaging with him? Yeah. No, light comments on his uh, on his uh, profile <laughs> or whatever it's called on his comments section. So <laughs> Michael, and I trying to like be with these women though. He calls them youthful. It just reminded me of like Mr. Rogers being like, oh, she's a fine young lady because he's yeah. such a father figure, and these girls are like twenty three.
1: I know, and he's 38, and that is a pretty big difference. I hope they bring some older women down there for Michael A, because he really is probably the only person there who I genuinely believe is looking for a spouse. Yes,
0: and I will say, uh, when you refer to the girls as, youth- as youthful, grocery store Joe tweeted something like, That didn't stop me and Kenny.
1: I am shocked at how grocery store Joe has gone from, like, top of my list, literally dream man to bottom of the barrel. I really don't like him. Why? Because of his inauthenticity. I always thought he was very authentic. You know, he's like a night one go home guy, like genuinely there, just kind of feeling it out. Ended up in a long term relationship with Kendall. It's fine that that didn't work out. But now he's become this, like, spokesperson for the machine of like the evilness of bachelor nation as a clickbait host and he's always pushing this narrative and him and serena i don't i don't like it and there's just a lot that i'm like this is this gives me the ick
0: yeah he also said a not very nice thing about kira on twitter and people people were not like having it
1: Yeah, see, he's always pushing the narrative that the show wants to push. And that is not always, well, we know it's not always the truth. And I think sometimes it's just like missing the mark. And it's like, dude, this is nuanced. There's a lot of other factors, but he loves to make things like black and white. Like, this person's bad. This person's good. Yeah, well...
0: Kira was very open about how she wanted to go to the Boom Boom Room. She seems very open about her sexuality. Joe tweets Tuesday night, at least we know Kira is in it for OnlyFans and not Instagram followers. <gasps> and I just wrote, Ooh. yikes. Like, that just seemed like a not necessary thing to say. And given how beloved he is, I was confused why
1: he's, like, allowed to get away with that. I, yeah, th- that's very not okay that he said that. I don't know why he... Right, like, who does he think he is that he can just say stuff like that? Yeah. But because he's grocery store Joe with a podcast, he thinks he's untouchable. Yeah,
0: well, moving on, I want to touch back on my girl Lace because I think she saved this episode. Lace, aka Luce, who Logan thinks her name is Luce, that was like top, top two best moments in paradise. Like that scene is iconic. All hell certainly did break loose between Lace and Logan. So Lace realizes that people aren't giving her attention. She decides to lie and tell everyone it's her birthday. And like, When I tell you I used this trick to get free drinks at a bar, like, throughout all of my 20s. All the time, yeah. I loved seeing it pan out in paradise. And people were just, like, she was, like, the center of attention. It turns out a lot of people from the show didn't know it wasn't her birthday until... The episode aired. Well, I guess, like, because
1: why would they think she would lie about that? That's something that's so easily googlable. That, but they're not googling her. Yeah. Well, why no, would you? I know. That's yeah. why it's like a funny thing to lean into because it's like so stupid it's so to make funny. it's your birthday on a national television show. But it, it it's it's hilarious.
0: And then like Walls is like, "Is it really your birthday?" And she's like, oh, "Just go with it." I just love her mm-hmm. energy. She's so fucking funny, and she really did turn the whole night around by pretending that it was her birthday. So happy birthday, Luce. We are really happy mm-hmm. you celebrated it. You little loosey goosey. That was fun. I enjoyed it. It was but fun. for those of you guys that are interested, her birthday is actually November 3rd. So we will be celebrating. So thoughts oh that I mean I guess the only other thing was the Roman Rome, Romeo Kira Jill. But
1: like Oh yeah. But well, that was another situation where I was just like, wait, who? I only vaguely remember Jill from Clayton Season. Kira and Romeo I've never seen in my life. But I was kind of trying to take notes to get a sense of what was going on because they were saying jill and romeo used to be close but then he kissed kira at a club so then they weren't but then it seems that romeo was more interested in pursuing jill and then when they kissed jill had said they had never kissed before so when they say they used to be close what does that mean they were just flirting they
0: were friends they really we need Um, to know more about this love triangle but romeo flat out says to kira let me pursue jill in peace which is like nicely saying, back. oh, I thought it was a nice way of saying back the fuck off. Like,
1: I don't know, ever since now I've heard that comment from grocery store Joe about Kira. I'm like, this girl needs someone to defend her. I Just because, I mean, grocery store Joe was rude to her, but I don't
0: think, I think Romeo was really polite in saying like, look, like, and being upfront, like this is who I want to pursue. Let me pursue her in peace, like kind of like back off. And then like, she's like, okay. And then, you know, goes up to her on the beach and then they have it out, her and Jill. So she clearly is not willing to let him pursue her in peace. I'm here for it. Yeah. It's not really a love triangle if he's openly saying to one, like, I want to pursue the other. A love triangle is when he's,
1: like, dicking both around. Like, Yeah, well, I think the reason why Sh- Kira feels, like, dicked around a little is because, I guess, he flat out said he kissed her at a club. So they had a thing prior. Yeah. So I get how that's confusing. You come into a situation like that, you think, oh, we're going to pick up where we left off. And he's like, no, actually, no. Mm-hmm. Don't talk to me. And Kira
0: stole Jill's drink, which is just, like, super offensive. And also, two things. One, do you really do that during, like, a post-COVID world? You're going to steal someone's drink. Two, yeah. how does that work with the two-drink maximum an hour? Was Jill unable to get another drink then for another hour? Because she already got one. Amazing point. That does that work? That, was like- that
1: whole thing felt very, like, fake to me. I'm like, there's no way someone goes and just, like, takes someone's cup.
0: And there's That's open absurd. bar. Wells is right there. Go ask him for a margarita. You don't. She's like, I want a drink. I'll just take this right. one. Like the bar is two feet away. Just go get one.
1: Right. I just felt like they were trying to make us feel a type of way about Kira, and I'm here to see through it.
0: And you know what? Maybe the fact that Joe is pushing it, and you know, Joe is an ABC and, the, back and he's like speaking for yes. the edit. So yes, he wants exactly. Us, ABC wants us to feel like Kira's
1: this trashy girl. Why? Right. Literally. Why? What did she? Because I'm like, that's absurd to just take a drink from someone even but even if she did what else did she do that was so bad be confused about the fact that a guy who literally made out with her before wasn't interested in her like god forbid okay
0: also like demi was equally open about going to the boom boom room her sexuality wanting to be you know promiscuous and no one had a problem with it and like somehow for for kira it's being looked at as like trashy and i think that's interesting but yeah i think A slow start, but a solid ending, all hell broke loose, pun intended. At the end and it really saved the episode but i will say it was a it was a rough start to the beginning it looks like the drama is about to start we have victoria fuller walking in at the perfect time ready to mess things up between genevieve and justin it seems and i am here for it so yeah i will see you back here in the pool next week and i'm gonna rate this dive yeah i guess i rated it
1: an eight yeah i'll lower it to a seven i'll put mine in between five a 5.5 five and six okay between but I am picturing us like on little floaties in this pool. Okay. Yeah, same. Sipping a, a frozen drink, mm-hmm. chatting. About Obviously, this.
0: not. I'm not. It's not Jill's drink though. It's a fresh one from the bar.
1: No, or, yeah, we got it. We got our own drinks ourselves. We're not taking anyone's cup. You're right. In a COVID world, that is very disgusting to me. I in, before COVID didn't like sharing drinks with yeah, people. Yeah, no, never. This next segment is brought to you by Honey Love. So let me tell you guys, I have been on such a shapewear journey, trying a million different kinds that don't squish and suffocate me. So many different brands can be so uncomfortable, but that's why I was so happy when I finally discovered Honey Love because Honeylove spent literally years researching and developing effective shapewear that's actually comfortable. So it's a total game changer, overly tight and cheap and sticky, Fabrics are a thing of the past. We're not doing it anymore. And thanks to Honey Love, you can finally feel confident and comfortable in your favorite outfits. Unlike other shapewear, Honey Love's best-selling Super Power Short has targeted compression
0: technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing down your natural curves. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. So if you are looking for a sculpting and smoothing from stomach to thigh, I'd recommend their superpower Power. Short. You won't have to worry about it like rolling down, which is unheard of in shapewear. This piece is a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. So, hell yeah to the Superpower short. I also recently tried the crossover bra. So, the Honey Love crossover bra is the most popular bra they have. I was really surprised when I put it on because. It gave such a lift without using any underwires. Like, I was genuinely surprised at how lifted I felt without having an underwire. So, say goodbye to Underwire Pokes and Marks. This is made with incredibly soft and surprisingly strong fabrics that feature adjustable straps.
1: And we all have our favorite go-to bras. And I promise you, this will be yours. Yes. I actually wore the, um, the Superpower Short out last weekend. And I don't know if you've had this experience. But, you know when you're, like, going to the bathroom but you have shapewear on. So, you have, like three different layers to pull down. You have like the shapewear, the bodysuit, and it's all like bunching up and it literally takes you 5 hours to get in and out of the bathroom real quick. I wore this out this past weekend when I was out at the bar and it was just like whole new world opened up because it was so easy to just like take on and off because it's not made of that like sticky material that normal shapewear is made out of. Game changer. It was really yeah, it's really soft to the touch and comfortable. Like I actually don't mind wearing it. Whereas
0: other shapewear, I'm like, I cannot wait to take it off when I get home.
1: So no matter the occasion, guys, you deserve to look and feel your absolute best. So you can get 20% off at honeylove.com using code she's all batch at checkout. So calling all my honeys, you deserve this. Honeylove.com slash she's all batch.
0: Okay, we're going to kick off Bachelor Encounters. That's when you guys submit your stories meeting Bachelor Nation in the wild. We read about it on air. Let's get into it. This person writes, in 2016, I walked into a cafe to find an outlet to charge my phone and the only one open was a long table and Kayla Quinn was sitting there working on her computer. I asked if I could sit at the other end to charge and she was lovely. I left her alone for a little bit to read a book, but before I left, I said, by the way, I'm a fan of the show and she had done great on Paradise and she was super sweet. She was working on her new blog at the time and asked what I thought. A genuinely lovely person. Keep up the great work. I didn't know Kayla Quinn had a blog. Go check it out. Probably it's KaylaQuinn.com, I'm assuming. We're assuming,
1: yeah. Google it. You'll find it somewhere.
0: Next, Bachelor Encounter. Aaron Clancy in San Diego. It's not unusual to see Bachelor and Bachelorette people in San Diego. This weekend, my friends and I were hanging at the bar enjoying the weather. Aaron Clancy and friends were apparently doing the same, celebrating his birthday. Lots of bros on the beach being bros. Cody from KD Season was also there, and she sent a picture. And they're just bros being bros, you know.
1: Yeah, but is James there? That's most important. He's the ultimate bro for Aaron. I I would assume he would have his ultimate bro there for his birthday celebration. Yeah. That would just be wrong. You're so right.
0: Next. A week and a half ago, I was in Nashville, a.k.a. the Bachelor Mecca, visiting my sister as she's a freshman (laughs) at Vanderbilt. I got back to the hotel with my parents after seeing live music on Broadway Street and go up to my room. I realized I had no water, so I go down to the front desk to get a few bottles of water to try to sober up. As I'm waiting in line at the front desk, I see a big crowd of people walk into the lobby, and in walks Blake Horseman and Giannina. I fangirled and asked for a photo with Blake. He was so nice, and I definitely wasn't expecting him to be as nice as he was. He talked for a few minutes, and as I was walking away to go up to my room, after getting my water bottles, he said bye and that it was so nice to meet me. Aww. Not surprised. we big fans here.
1: so Yeah, we love Blake. I think Blake is the new Fotsba. Yeah. Because their names both start with B anyway, so it just works out. Oh, wait. Actually, initials. Blake Horstman. Ben Higgins, B-H, okay, new Fatspa, it's declared.
0: <gasps> well, wait, but like, we need everyone to be on the same page, though, moving forward. If we say Fatspa, we're talking about Blake now. Yeah, I don't know how we distinguish, but. Well, we can, well, I think every single time we say it, we're going to have to say Fatspa, Blake Horseman. <laughs> <laughs> the Blake Horseman one, not the yeah. Ben Higgins one, Yeah.
1: Fatspa 2.0. I oh, mean, because yeah. Ben is the artist formerly known as Fatspa, so people know that. Yeah, they do. They better, unless, you guys should be listening to every single episode, so you keep up with the saga. Yeah. You Do know. you? I would love to know because people need to, like, follow along on the journey
0: of where we are at any given point.
1: Yeah. Let us know. Sound off in the comments below if you, like, <laughs> tune in to specific episodes depending on, like, the topic or the interview guest or if you're here for the journey.
0: Well, because that's how I am with certain podcasts. I only tune in if I, like, think it's going to be something I like. And then there's other podcasts that I'm really loyal to that I'll listen to no matter mm-hmm. what. So what are you? Yeah. Take our quiz. It's like a BuzzFeed quiz. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really happy this person added the random fact that she needed to go downstairs to get water bottles.
1: Sometimes the random facts are nice, though. It paints a picture in my mind of the full situation. Right. Like Kayla Quinn at a long table. That's very important as opposed to a short table. Well,
0: because if it was short, you wouldn't really ask to sit at the other end. So we kind of needed that piece of information, you know? Yeah, to get the vibe. Okay. Okay. Last one, back when Clay and Angela were together, I ran into them at Publix, which is a grocery store. First of all, I know everyone says this, but they were so good looking in person, like Greek gods, especially oh Angela, god.
1: which she does look like a Greek god. I mean, she's beautiful. She's yeah. pretty
0: on TV, but it's like especially stunning in real life. But anyway, when I saw them, I immediately said, hey guys, and then I realized that I didn't actually know them and they didn't know me. I was so embarrassed, but they oh. were really nice. They ended up taking a picture with me in public so I could send to my batch watch group and they would actually believe this dumb story actually happened. Happened. I actually ran into her later through a mutual friend. We lived in the same town and she remembered me from Publix and was super kind again I really really like her. Oh, that's so cute. Crazy. She
1: remembered you from Publix I mean you must like have do been you think she memorable. really remembered or she was just being nice. Yeah, I don't know I don't think I remember every person I see in not Publix. I don't go to that grocery store but a different grocery store Trader Joe's
0: but are people stopping you, asking you for photos?
1: No. Only that one time on Go the ahead cruise, and, them. and I will remember. Did I, did I no. not say this no, on you the told, podcast? No, you said it on the Reality Steve podcast. You didn't say it here. Oh, um, fun fact, guys. I was on vacation with my family a few weeks ago. Remember, Stephanie was kind of taking on the reins. She had Reality Steve and Dave Neal on in lieu, and they did a nice little recap I was on vacation with my family and for the first time ever, a fox came up to me and was like, are you Jackie from the She's All Batch podcast? And she could not have been more sweet. We talked a little bit about like the podcast and The Bachelor and whatever. And we took a selfie together and it was just like, that was the first time that's ever happened to me. So shout out Allison. She said she had recognized me a few days before on the ship and was like, no, there's no way that this random girl from this podcast I listened to is on this boat. That's and lo and so behold, cool. I was on the boat. Yeah. I want to meet someone in person. You will. One day. If you guys see me, just like let me know. well I have me and Stephanie have she's all batch tote bags also yeah shameless plug if that's something you're interested in let us know we're like dabbling in if we should do merch or not but anyway we just us two have she's all batch tote bags and I wear it around all the time like when I go to the gym and stuff hoping that someone will stop me (laughs) and be like oh my god you listen to she's all batch and then I'll turn around and they'll be like oh my god you're Jackie yeah but that hasn't happened yet one can only dream I know all right. Well, those are all the bachelor encounters we have. Well, actually, wait. We brought this haul
0: all up because you were saying you're surprised Angela remembered her from Publix, but you remember Allison from the cruise. Yeah, but
1: that's because that was one time and, like, probably the only time that will ever happen. <laughs> I feel like Angela gets recognized a lot. Who knows? Oh, who knows? Yeah.
0: All right. Well, those are all the bachelor encounters we have for this week. If you have a story you want to submit, DM me at She's All Batch,
1: and we may read about it next week. You never know. You never know. Okay. Okay, so now that summer is like officially over and the seasons are starting to change, something I've been trying to focus on is trying to optimize my immune system so that I can be as healthy as possible going into cold and flu season. So that's why I started AG1, and I've been taking it literally every single day. I'm actually looking forward to it. It's part of my morning routine, and I feel like I can take on the cold weather now. Because Athletic Greens, aka AG1, is so
0: awesome and helps with your immune system, and I don't want you calling out sick of any She's All Batch podcast episodes, so I'm glad you need to boost your immune system. So with one delicious scoop of AG1, you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced ingredients – probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovering, focus, and aging. Typically, people take several different multivitamins to hit
1: all these categories, but AG1 has you covered in one shot. And then you're done for the day. That's amazing. No one likes to take a million different pills every single morning. And it's really cost effective. It costs less than $3 a day when you actually do the math. So that's way cheaper than a morning latte habit with the added benefit of all-in-one nutritional Insurance, So there's really no excuse, guys.
0: And don't just take our word for it. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. It's recommended by professional athletes and trusted by leading health experts.
1: Right now, there's a special offer for all of our listeners. Athletic Greens is going to give you guys a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. So all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash she's all batch Again, that's AthleticGreens.com slash She's All Batch and take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hell yeah.
0: Okay, guys, we have Annalise Puccini here. You know her from Ari season of The Bachelor and you also know her from Bachelor in Paradise. Annalise, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. I'm (laughs) excited to chat with you. We're going to go back to the beginning. When you came out of the limo on Ari season, you were dressed as the kissing bandit.
1: Mm-hmm. And you had to wear
0: that mask for most of the whole episode of night one. <laughs> Whose idea was that?
2: Um, So the mask was my idea. Okay. But keeping it on the whole night was not my idea. I wanted to take that thing off immediately and they made me keep it on and I was not happy about it. And then when I did finally take it off, <laughs> I like, you know, you're very, very self-aware and yeah. self-conscious when you're when you know that there's like going to be millions and millions of people watching and you're doing things in front of a bunch of people for the first time. And I had like lines on my face oh from my where the mask had been digging into me all night. And I was so self-conscious about it after
1: that. Um, what was their reasoning for telling you you needed to wear it the entire time? Um, I think it was just that they wanted me to ha-
2: like make him kiss me to take it off. And I <sighs> wasn't into that. And so, mm-hmm. um, so I like played along a little bit, you know, and and I was like, oh, I'll keep it on for like the mystery, because yeah, you don't want to like walk in with something and then immediately abandon it and be like, mm. okay, now I'm not doing that. Um, but it is funny too, because on my season, I think I was the only one. Actually, I was the only. Yeah, one you were with the costume. Kind of like costume, which is which, mine was like not even really a costume. Right. Like people showed up in much more bizarre things. So um, I think I was expecting to walk in too, and like not be that girl like I was going to be you know one of the girls that I'd done right. something like that but I was like oh okay cool I'm yeah just me
1: so obviously you started on Ari's season um who did you think the front runner was throughout your time in the house and were you expecting the Lauren switcheroo after he had initially gotten engaged to Becca yeah I think it was
2: Chelsea that got first impression so of course like I think it was Chelsea and Crystal were sort of the two that everyone felt like they're going to they're going to go pretty far. Um, and then I think we all kind of like Becca felt very favored in the house, I thought anyways. And so I felt like the three of them were going to definitely go far. But to be honest, like the first couple of days, it wasn't edited this way, but I I felt like I was going to go fairly far and then i just got to know him more and there just really wasn't anything between us but the, i would say like the first couple of interactions were pretty I thought he was us. yeah i yeah, remember yeah. night
0: 1 i remember thinking he was really into you when you say becca was favored do you mean favored yeah. by ari or producers or what
2: i think a bit of both i think anytime okay. somebody gets the like the princess for a day date you mm. just know that they're being favored by producers okay. I, I you know again my that's how i feel about it but um, cause it just, it puts, it's like, it purposely puts a target on your back in the house. Everyone's like, Oh, oh so yeah. Jealous. Cool. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's <laughs> yeah. like the dream date. You got the dream date. Right. Awesome. It's, in- <laughs> it's interesting to me that you said that Crystal was initially like such a front runner. Cause we actually just talked to Chris Randone, um, a week or two ago. And he said the same thing that had Crystal not gotten involved in like some of the drama and kind of then gotten into this like villain edit type thing that she probably would have been top four was that kind of your experience seeing it all play out as well my impression of crystal changed a lot
2: once we went on paradise because we became good friends but um but that on our on our season it just felt like she was gonna do anything she had to do to, and I didn't feel that necessarily from producers I felt that from her I also felt that way about Chelsea I think that's why I thought they were going to go far I felt like they were girls that would like just they were going to do anything to to make sure that they were like gonna go far in the season and I don't know I don't the thing is you don't know what edit you're getting until you watch it back so like Crystal could have, if she got farther, her edit may have changed to not the villain because right. they just would have wanted to make her look a certain way. Absolutely. That's the thing that's always like interesting is you get to know people in the house and then you see how they're edited. Um, and I remember afterwards, like there was after my season, uh, there was a couple podcasts where people were like, oh, did you know that on so-and-so's podcast and so-and-so's podcast, like people are saying that you got like one of the, one of the most unfair edits because it wasn't, it wasn't you. Um, and so I do feel like that's, you just, yeah, there's two sides of every person and there's like the television side and the, the very edited and then like the person you get to know. So.
0: Well, you bring up your edit. Do you think you were unfairly edited on the show? Yeah, definitely. Because something Uh, that they made a big deal about originally before even paradise was the bumper car trauma. I feel like that's when we mm -hmm. kind of really got to know you that you got the most screen time, How was that watching it back? And do you feel like they kind of took advantage of you opening up about a story?
2: Fully. um, Definitely felt like it was a a moment where I was being vulnerable and and that was taken advantage of. But I also like it taught me a lot, to be honest. It, It felt really like in the moment I was. I was like mad and, and I mean, after watching it back, you know, cause I didn't know that that's how it was going to be edited. Of course, I didn't know they were going to do flashbacks of some kid that wasn't me. And um, <laughs> they really ran with that. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah. Um, I thought like, honestly, because I, again, like, you know, there's 24 hours in a day, a lot of other stuff happens. And so I was like, oh, this is what they're going to use. And then mm. when I saw what they actually used, I was like, oh, <laughs> it's yeah. a very different way. Okay. Um, so yeah, it was really disappointing, I would say at first, because I think it was like a realization that I had to come to. It just taught me that you can have trauma from anything. And I think like that was the the big takeaway that I got from it is at first I was like, I was like kind of saying, well, Mm -hmm. this and that, like, and trying to make myself feel better about like my edit and saying that wasn't me. But I'm like, no, that fully was me. That absolutely Mm -hmm. was me. Those things did happen. And I was traumatized and I was a child. And those were like fully valid reasons to be traumatized. I was bit in the face by my family dog. um, And I almost lost my eye of like 19 stitches or something um, from it. Mm -hmm. So it was like one, I want to say. And so I think that's the thing. Like you can still, I can still love animals. Like I got so much, I got like death threats. I got so much hate mail after the dog thing because people are like, how can you not love dogs and this and that? I'm like, I love dogs, but just because I had this experience doesn't mean that I can't love them still. Like that's the thing that was wild. Didn't like the
0: fact that people think it's okay to send death threats to someone because they don't like dogs. Like people need to really (laughs) rein it in a little bit. Like it's, it's getting a little out of hand.
2: Yeah. And I mean, I love animals. Like I, so that was the thing that was, I think it was really heartbreaking to me because I was like, oh my God, America now thinks that I don't like animals. I don't like dogs. I, you know, like they had this opinion of me. And I think that's like the people pleaser in me had to also learn a lot through this whole experience of like, I don't care. They don't need, like, they don't know my whole story. I don't need to make everyone fall in love with me. And I think that's what's hard about being <clears> on <throat> a show like, like The Bachelor is that you are trying to not only make like the person that you're vying for, um, but also like America, you want them to fall in love with you. Right. Um, anyways, that's like my type of personality is like, because I am the people ple- pleaser. But I think, yeah, the bumper car thing was hard because I didn't really know where it was coming from. I couldn't really pinpoint. After being on, um, on The Bachelor and going through all that, though, I did EMDR therapy because I was like, I got to... I got to like figure out what's going on and like I had a lot of I had a lot of stuff happen as a child that I just needed to process and go through and I think it was just like in a moment of I think being in a house with all those girls I was starting to feel like the the feeling of as a child of like being left out or maybe like you feel like girls are talking behind your back like it brought me back to like summer camps when you'd have like fights with your like friends that you know 10 years yeah. old or whatever it had that same sort of like catty feeling sometimes and so like there were just times that I didn't know if it was that I didn't know if it was like I was the oldest one in the house and I was getting like that put into my ear quite a bit of like you're the oldest one or you haven't kissed him it was always these comparisons that um were like building up and so I think when I like, when that like breakdown happened um Yeah, it was frustrating because I also told them about a boyfriend that I had that died in a car accident. Like they also went through this whole laundry list of before we got in the cars, even like what could go wrong? Um, And so I think there was like fear, anxiety, all of these things that were just like built up in this very compression
0: moment. I forgot about the dog thing. But question, did that come up because you went on the dog date?
2: Um, yeah, it did. So the, the date, so they cards- put
0: you on two dates. One was about driving cars that you had to crash into other people. And one was involved dogs. Did they know about those two uh, I issues? Don't, I don't
2: remember. I mean, it's hard because you fill out like a thousand questionnaires. And so I'm they like, knew, I feel like maybe of I, course but I'm did. like, yeah, I think so but they do such a deep dive. I mean, like, even if I didn't tell them, they probably could have gone back to my social media and seen at some point Mm. something. And they're like, maybe that would be triggering. I don't know. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I, the, the dog date said um, love can be rough. And I remember like having my little interview and they were like, so what do you think this can be? And I've, I had watched the bachelor, you know, in years prior and I'm like, oh my God, we're going to be, we're going to be doing a date with attack dogs. Like I bet we're going to like go to a police academy or something and like train like dogs that are in the police force or something. And so that was like my, that was my thought. I was like, okay, we're going to be in full on body suits, like having dogs attack us. It's a great um, way to find love. (laughs) Yeah. But I'm like, I wouldn't put it past them. I'm sure they've done. I mean, they had like guys do the firefighter date. Do you remember that? And they like Mm -hmm. ran up into a burning building and stuff. I'm like, I wouldn't put it past them. So, um, so anyways, that's what I thought we were going to be doing. And then when I get there, like, of course they don't show that I'm like, playing with the dogs and I had this really adorable dog and we were vibing and he was doing everything I wanted him to do and then they switched out my dog last minute because they wanted me to be with a dog that once we like went to go to be filming they wanted me to be with a dog that wasn't gonna like mind me um and then they made me the pooper scooper on that date so they like I think they were really oh can I swear on this podcast yeah, yeah they can. were they were really yeah. fucking with me at that point they were like how can we like just dig it a little bit more to make her be like are you kidding me right now
1: yeah so, well, was the dog one before or after the bumper car one I don't remember I it was after Um I think it was after too I think it was that's why to... i was
0: asking because i feel like they got such a kick out of the bumper car thing they mm-hmm. did the flashback thing that it's like yeah. okay like how can we poke her again how can we get this yeah to come back and up i was really she's... like
2: i was like okay i gotta pull it together like i'm gonna he and i had a great conversation i remember on the dog date we were like sitting up on a hill and we just had like a nice conversation about like traveling and um it's so funny that i remember that and and then uh yeah none of that was shown and then like I said the dog date like I had this like really cute dog we were playing and then I remember they pulled me aside and they switched out my dog and I was like oh okay cool and then like we got the dates or we got the um the cast and I'm like cool now I'm the pooper scooper like <laughs> it just felt very and then you like again the comparison starts to come in and you start you just like have your own negative self-talk that's like very for me anyways it was very strong because I already struggled with comparison in the past and then being in an environment where you're literally seeing like, you're all going, you're all given an equal opportunity to date this person. And yet like one person's getting like a really sexy, cute outfit and like they get to kiss him on stage or whatever. And then you get, something that has nothing to do with him and you have to literally pick up dog shit in front of a crowd of people (laughs) like you know what I mean you just feel you're like is there are they now against me or is this my chance to just so I I, it was funny I don't remember how they edited it but I had fun that day in the end because I love kids and I was like I'm just gonna ham this up so I like um it was at the grove and so it was like a lot of people watching me me do this and and all of us and uh and every time I'd go out I'd like I'd I'd say to the kids I'd be like oh my gosh did the dog go to the bathroom and like Mm -hmm. I had fun with it and the kids were getting super involved and it like it actually ended up being fun but like I I was like I'm not gonna give them the satisfaction of me like breaking down on the state but um but yeah I felt like there was just I felt like I had um a target on my back for very different reasons of like let's see how much we can push her until
1: she breaks. Did huh. you feel that way while you were filming or not until you saw how it was edited back and they were no, I f- focusing mostly on your traumas in the edit? I felt it
2: um, both. I felt okay. it, I don't think I initially felt it because I I do feel like I was favored for like that first night. I felt like they were like, oh, she actually might have a connection with him. So I was like being sort of Um. <clears throat> pushed in a certain way and then it then it was like I think once maybe I started showing some cracks that I wasn't doing so well in the house then it was like okay she's not gonna last so let's see if we can just break her and like this will be good tv um but I definitely felt it like I, it's funny though, too, because there's so many things, (laughs) this is like TMI, but they, you always like sync up with the girls in the house. And like the night that I left, I got my period and I was like, oh, okay. No wonder I was like an emotional wreck the last couple of days. Yeah. I just felt like there, there was, there was things that were being done to make me have like a negative experience. And I was trying really hard to fight it, but it's like, when you're, when you don't have control over it and, and you're like just give me a chance. And nobody's giving you a chance or whatever. You you feel that.
0: Can you give an example?
2: Anytime I wanted to talk to Ari, it'd be like, oh, you can't talk to him right now. And there's like things like that where it just, it adds pressure and it just Mm -hmm. makes it harder. Whereas like some people you felt like if they wanted to go talk to him, they were allowed to. Mm And I'm trying to think of specifics, so I can't, I can't think of like, it also feels like forever ago.
1: Right. I mean, that's enough of a specific, you asking to talk to him and feeling like they're not letting you, um, even though there's a, supposedly no rules and, you know, everyone can do what they want. There's clearly rules. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, they don't say
2: like, you can't talk to him. There's always an excuse of like, oh, he's doing this right now or mm-hmm. give us a couple minutes yeah. or
0: whatever. But do you feel producers would purposely maybe say <clears throat> things to you to stir up emotions?
2: Definitely, yeah. Again, I think like being the oldest in the house was was used against me. Um, I feel like that was probably a a big one. And then the the fact that I hadn't kissed him, I was I was the only girl when I I left that hadn't kissed him. Like how how does it make you feel that he's you're the only one he hasn't kissed? And then Mm. like of course you're like it makes me feel like shit. Like (laughs) does that mean he doesn't like me? Does that mean he doesn't think I'm pretty? Does that mean he thinks I'm not interesting? Like what is it? And then the thing that, that really was frustrating about that was I felt like the more, it's just like in real life, like the more time that went on that we didn't kiss. And there, there was this like looming cloud of, we haven't, it just became this bigger thing. And it really wasn't that big of a thing, Mm -hmm. but because, um, it was like being made to be such, such this big thing. I felt this pressure of like, I gotta kiss, I gotta kiss. Mm -hmm. And really like, I could have probably been there a couple more weeks and it would have just like played its course and maybe it would have happened naturally. But Mm -hmm. we I mean, we started to it started to get to the point that when we were having one on one conversations, we really didn't. We had stuff in common, but like we just didn't have like a banter. Um, But I also I'm like always curious if it's just because I started to get so nervous and so insecure that I was like projecting some sort of energy that was just like really insecure and Um, which I'm not like that in normal life. I just, Mm. I think in that situation, all my insecurities were like being brought to light.
0: Yeah. So paradise premieres this week. By the time this episode comes out, paradise would have already premiered. What was your overall like experience? Are you happy that you did paradise?
2: Yeah, I am. Um, paradise was fun. Like it's (laughs) even though it seems like just absolutely crazy absurdity, um it is but it's also fun and you like make friends and uh i would say that overall despite how all of my experiences have Mm -hmm. have gone in the end um i would say yeah the 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 first season of paradise that i did was was like the most enjoyable
1: i remember as a viewer watching I think one of the most savage moments that production has ever kind of pulled is the live breakup where oh, Camille yeah. broke up with you at the reunion. Um, can, can you talk a little bit about that? Like, did you ever talk to him after that or what was like your conversations with him leading up before that? Yeah, there's, there's
2: a lot of behind the scenes with, with that. Um, he and I, like, it was a real relationship. I flew out to New York and spent time with him and his family, and um, we had planned to have a whole week in LA post the uh, reunion show. And I remember like he and I had been talking. I mean, obviously we were in a relationship. We talked every day, but we like leading up to going to the reunion show, we were talking to producers. We were like, because our, um, like, you know, where you leave together from paradise, that episode was going to be aired the night that we were going to be in the hotel rooms, prior to shooting the reunion. And so we were like, could we be in the same hotel room together to just watch it together? Because it would be like, kind of cool to see, like that moment together. And they were like, yeah, sure, we'll work it out. And then um, they take your phones and everything, you know, and come to find out they put them in a totally different hotel, um, all together. So we couldn't even <laughs> if we wanted to. Um, and so we weren't together. And then they just kept us separated. And um that day like in the in the rooms before going out to film the reunion show I was in a room with Jenna and she had gotten engaged and so you know it was like champagne Mm -hmm. they're like you know are you gonna get get engaged and blah 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 And, and I'm like no there's no way like Camille and I are good but we're like working on stuff and I don't we're not great but like we're in it, you know, we're not getting it engaged though. And, um, but I think they really wanted me to have that like hopeful feeling. Mm. And then they had him in a room all by himself. And um, so he just had a very different, there was like this solitary energy, um, lots of time to think. And, Mm -hmm. um, and I guess they had a producer in there with him that um, like later talking to him that I think made him feel like he was going to be the hero actually like he was he was doing a really good thing and like um (laughs) I'm like yeah how
1: does that work like what what is he saying how could he think he would look good in that situation
2: um I don't know they probably (laughs) said something like like America I I I'm trying to think if it was that season that uh, yeah it must have been that season that everyone was calling me like super desperate and so it may have been that it was like maybe you're, you're going to let her go so she can find her right. Per- I don't know. Like, bachelor, sure maybe. It was like, or maybe it was to be the bachelorette or something. Yeah. Um, cause there was like some, some talk of that afterwards. So it could have been that it could have been like, you're going to let her go so she can find her right person. And w- I don't know. I honestly don't know like the specifics of what they said, but I just know that afterwards he said to me, he was like, I never thought I could be manipulated like that. And oh, wow. so, yeah. Yeah. And um, so anyway, so after the breakup happened, um, and I mean, even watching it, I think I was pretty realistic about my expectations of the outcome, even talking to Chris Harrison. I think I was like, yeah, we're good. But, Mm, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. and then but it was still completely a blindside because we had planned this week together because he had said to me going up to it, he was like, I would never do that to you. I'm There's no way I'm not going to do that. And so I was like, okay, well, even if we do break up, it'll be in a couple weeks and it'll mm-hmm. just be a, a thing, whatever. Um, nobody's going to talk about it. But yeah, it ended up being this big thing. So that night I leave, I go back to my hotel room and I'm like, I'm heartbroken I'm crying I'm like I remember I was just in a room with a producer and I had like my pajamas on crying and I was just eating like a whole pizza to myself and um and a bunch of the cast members were going out to dinner that night and so um they I think it was Chelsea and Angela they came to my room and they were like you're going out you're like put on your hottest dress Mm -hmm. and we're going out to dinner tonight. Anyways, he ends up showing up. He's at the other end of the table and was just getting like berated the whole night from people. Uh, And then at the end of dinner, everyone left and he and I went and like sat in the lobby and talked for, I don't know, an hour or something. I think he went back to New York and he like was going and doing red carpets and things like that and doing interviews again. And then I just feel like the whole dialogue of what happened from his point of view changed and we just didn't really talk anymore after the- have you
1: had had you had conversations before about maybe breaking up like oh no. maybe this isn't well, working
2: okay it we like we definitely had hit like a rocky point and so like I knew that we weren't that's why I was like there's no way we're getting engaged right, I know that right. that's not on the table for now but like I didn't think that I thought like well maybe we'll date for a bit and then we'll break up if that's what's going to happen but Mm -hmm. i just i didn't think it was going to happen that way and then um i still felt like there was like more more time left in our relationship anyways um to work on things and so yeah i um I, i mean i was very confused i was uh i also think that there was a part of me that like almost didn't because it happened in the way that it happened, that it was like such a shock to my system that I almost don't think I realized how bad it was. Um, I mean, I, I did and I didn't, you know what I mean? So when we went to dinner and talked afterwards, I think there was like a part of me that was thinking like, we could still get back together or maybe, maybe it wasn't that, I don't, I don't know. There was just like a, yeah, I think I was just really, um, I was just confused. And I wanted to hear from him, like, how could you go from saying, I'm nev- I'm not going to break up to you, to I don't know how I could get manipulated that way. Like, what was the process right. there that, like, made you change your mind? And that's mm-hmm. what I wanted to know. And so, um, and I think that's, like, what my girlfriends wanted to know. Um, you know, the, the, <laughs> that's, like, what America probably wanted to know. But, uh, but
1: yeah, so he... Um, Did he ever share it. what they said to... To him, to make him think that live TV is the spot to do this, this. is a good like, idea. Because even no. if he, even if he was feeling like, oh, maybe me you and know, Annalise, like we're gonna break up, it's it's not working. I I just can't get in someone's head of why someone would think in front of everyone on TV is like the spot for that as opposed well, I know to
0: afterwards that for, for Ari though he was told by producers or someone that if you break up with Becca and you let us record it she's going to be the bachelorette for sure because people True. will rally behind her if we see the breakup so he has said in interviews like I knew it was going to look bad but I wanted to do that for Becca well, it's mm. a weird it's still not a great look but like I wonder if they said to him like you know, you have to break her heart, but we were going to set her up for this big redemption. Like you could do this for her. And like, maybe that's how he was manipulated. Yeah.
2: And I think that's, I think that's probably what happened. Um, he just would, he would always say to me, like his words were, I didn't think, I didn't think I could be manipulated that way. And that he was like put in a room by himself and Mm -hmm. he, um, and then, yeah. And then that was the other thing they made it sound like it was going to be the right thing to do. Like it was a good, it was a good move for you. There's always this talk of like different types of producers. There's like the love producer and the the heartbreak producer and the whatever. So there's a producer, I didn't know that he had this title, but that is the Grim Reaper. And he was in the room with, with the Grim Reaper producer. And um, so I think that was, part of it i think that specific producer
1: was like there to
2: make sure it wow. ended but i just like don't producers. know how
1: these people sleep at night sometimes because that is just such a great to be known amongst as the, cast the grim, <laughs> grim reaper and go out of your way to just cause as much like upset as possible well okay. let's talk bachelorette because you said that that was a possibility
0: did they come to you and offer you that role what was that situation it was
2: never officially offered there was um But there was like the the weeks after that breakup, there was lots of calls from producers saying like, this is going to look good for you. This is going to be good. This could lead to like there was um, there was hinting at it. Uh, And then I remember like, um, I mean, of course, America was like rallying around me. So it was it was like all over social media, like, yeah, this could be and this and whatnot. But there was definitely there was some stuff that happened with me and, and the bachelor team, um, that happened around, uh, media appearances after the breakup. Um, they had pulled all of my media appearances. And so I, I feel like there was some maybe bad blood or something there and yeah, <laughs> it didn't Wait, happen. Wait, <laughs> why what? <laughs>
1: slash what does that even, what when you say pulled your media appearances, what does that mean? Cause like you're still under contract and they approve, which
2: Yeah, Yeah, so they hadn't been approved through the right channel and I had I mean I was booked for like everything after after that and um and then all of them were pulled basically is the (laughs) why? Did did they think that
1: you were going to it just was say something to make them look bad? Like why would they do that?
2: I I I mean it was a little it was on me, but it was also um because I had I had I had somebody who had gotten me all of these really amazing opportunities, um, post, post the breakup. And so, um, so of course I was like, okay, well, I'm going to do them. And Mm -hmm. I hadn't like gotten it approved in a certain way. And so I think they were just, um, a little spiteful and they pulled all of my appearances.
0: Because they, they don't like you to be successful without them. So like, had they gotten you those media appearances? I wonder if like, no, I know that they would be fine with it. But since you said that, I don't know, like an agent or someone got you these appearances, they don't like that. Yeah. They need your, their thumb on you at all times. And so So, I
2: think that's when it, it like shifted a little bit for me.
0: Oh, I see. So they're talking like you could be the Bachelorette. Was that the season that Becca ended up being it?
1: No, it was. Um was so Becca Colton, Hannah Brown. Hannah, oh, Hannah Brown. So was it yeah. like what there's talk about bachelorette.
0: And then all of a sudden that talk just stops. Cause you're saying that you're getting like all these calls and then it just like, yeah. disappeared. No one ever said
2: anything. And I just couldn't get anything approved after that then either. So like if I, if an interview would come through my way, then I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go through the right channels. Cause you know, everyone wanted mm-hmm. to talk to me. And, and so, um, so then I'd go through the channels and they wouldn't approve it. And so do you I say, just like, wasn't. say why?
0: Or do you get to talk
2: to someone? No. <laughs> I mean, I probably, maybe I could have, but, um, but no, at that point, I just, I don't know. I like, I definitely felt like a sheep at some point, you know, at some point during it, because it was just like, somebody tells you something and it's just like, okay, got it. That's what I, you have to do. Um, but yeah, it was really, it, so that was, I think that's like the thing that was a little, hard too is so many people were like oh this is going to be great like at least you know you went through all this and you had a real heartbreak but you're going to come out of it so much better yeah um you know and so many people like get all the Instagram followers and this and that I feel like so much of that just kind of like stopped for me and then I actually so two weeks after um after the, the breakup episode had aired, my dad went to the hospital and 10 days later he passed away. And so I had just like shut off my social media basically. So even if I had, had opportunities, like I kind of, I was just, it's like a weird thing to say, but I was just, you know, I was like out of the game because I wasn't being visible and stuff. Um, So it was a really weird time for me. Like that was probably the start of like a very, difficult very depressing time like going from the actual breakup and then like two weeks later watching it again and realizing because so Camille and I had like sort of started talking a little bit and so like seeing it I mean sorry living it and then seeing it again like I think I texted him maybe that day and I was like okay we're not like not I don't want to hear from you anymore like Hi. this is mm-hmm. you know I think that's when I fully shut it down but then like I mean he's this is where it's like, it's tricky. I feel like he did really care for me. Like my dad passed, I had a card from him the next day. Like he, um, had sent me a physical card in the mail. Um, and so I feel like he obviously cared, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't just like some guy. It wasn't a fake relationship for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was just like a really hard time, like having that heartbreak, reliving it, and then having to do with everything that happened like my dad, I was just like, I was really down for a while.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, and I think like, actually, probably the next, like up until two years ago, or a year ago, maybe I was like, I was just processing all of
1: that still. Um, was that before or after then you went on Paradise for the second time? Like, were yeah, you feeling better? Yeah, so that was what So all of that awesome had happened.
2: Yeah. And then it was... The, uh, the next summer or two summers I mm-hmm. guess the next summer I really just had this like this hopeful feeling I don't know I'm like stupid when it comes to the franchise I always I'm like okay I look at other people like maybe they give them like Crystal's a great example you know they gave her the villain out edit and then they gave her like the um, golden child kind of whatever everyone's
1: mm-hmm. everyone
2: loves her edit and so um, and that's happened with we've seen that with so many people through the the past they're probably going to do this with Shanae. um, yeah that's my way they do like yeah yeah, um though they love having it like these twists and turns they did that with um what's his name the guy that I kind of was with he ended up with Katie Bukowski uh, Bukowski? sorry yeah Yeah, Bukowski okay um
0: I forgot you dated him
2: yeah which was another that was that one I actually was like you guys did some shady something there but what um, tell us (laughs) I will but um but like with him he I think that was his sixth show that he had done when Mm -hmm. he was on Paradise with me and like they they gave him a different edit almost every time like he had a very very different character that he became um so yeah so I I was like okay I got like the I got the traumatized girl like the the entertaining edit or whatever. And then I got the, the girl who gets like heartbroken edit. I was like, okay, they're going to be nice to me
0: this time. Yeah. They've got to be nice. To
2: me. Um, I deserve it. This was like, yeah,
0: this has been a rough ride for me. Um,
2: what and, would you, you know, classify
0: the third edit as?
2: Oh, I was like fully, I was fully there to um, fulfill a need. That was it. Like of the I, Angela and yeah, Clay. Yeah. It. I have questions about that mm-hmm. too. Um, which was really frustrating afterwards because I was like, oh my God, I was so used. Like I just felt very used. I felt dirty. And was like, I can't believe they got me again because they, you know, like when you're talking to the producers, they're like, oh my God, I got somebody so good for you. Like, I know you're going to be great. Like you just, and you just get excited. You're like, oh my God, this could be it. You know, Mm -hmm. I also felt like I've learned so much about how they do things. I'm going to be smarter this time, which I do think I did. Mm -hmm. So I think when I got there, um, that was part of my problem is I wasn't going to answer. I didn't outwardly say this, but like anytime they would ask me something, I knew how to turn it in a way that they couldn't edit it to make it look a certain way. So, I wasn't like just giving them gems to work with, and um, yeah, so I think that was like part of it. I feel like I wasn't playing their game and they didn't like that. And then, um, the I'm trying to think that
1: Angela Clay um, stuff,
2: the Angela Clay well, stuff. But first, like,
1: what was the shady thing that they did when you were dating Chris Bukowski? Oh, yeah,
2: <laughs> so Chris, um, Chris and I like and Init- like immediately we were like we like each other we just okay. had we clicked we had a great conversation we were it was just like everyone was like wow you just fully met someone and you're going to like be with him and um the night of the row ceremony i'm like i really haven't talked to other people like and i know that that's what you're supposed to do you got to kind of play the game and have like yeah. backup people and, um, and I was like, I haven't done that. Should I have done that? And he's like, absolutely not. Like, I want you here. I'm giving you my rose hundred mm-hmm. percent. You have nothing to worry about. I was so reassured that I was getting his rose. So I was like, all right, I'm good. I don't, and I'm like, I'm not going to go just like talk to people just to like get their rose when I'm, when it's clearly fake, because everyone knows that we're together. We mm-hmm. were like, all we had done was hang out together the whole time. So what happened? So he oh, didn't
0: give you the rose?
2: Yeah. So I was the last person picked that night and he said, Katie. Huh. Um, and I was like, you've got everyone there I was like, what? Did you they get his him?
1: head or did he like Katie and that was something you hadn't seen?
2: <laughs> he had said to me um, later that he was, that he like had had some interest in Katie, but because like he and I, were like clearly just like hit it off and were a thing that um, he wasn't trying to, he wasn't like trying to talk to other people either. And then he had a conversation with Katie like right before the rose ceremony and it like made him think maybe he needed to give that a shot. But I was like, are you really? Like, (laughs) okay. Um, So yeah, I'm, I'm sure there was like things being said. I'm sure this is where I think something shady happened though. I think that producers probably made him saying go with Katie because they didn't want me on the show anymore because I was there to fulfill a purpose I had already fulfilled that purpose and I was um I wasn't really playing along with their game so I think they were like get her off the show and
1: get Katie let's talk about the purpose (laughs) yeah I'm like so you're touching on the purpose that you feel that you were brought on to fulfill in your second season of Paradise which is obviously for people who don't remember kind of I guess bringing up the whole Angela and Clay thing because Angela and Clay had dated prior to paradise. They broke up. Clay was there. Angela was not there, but I guess what would you say your purpose was, was it to bring Angela's name like to light so that then they could bring her in later at the wedding? Like they did.
2: Yeah. I think it was, um I think it was to call him out. And like the thing, the thing is is that people love to like give me a hard time for what I did. And yes, I wish I would have done it differently, but again, because it's done on a television show, I couldn't do it the way I wanted to do it. Like I kept saying, I want to talk to him now. And they're like, no, of course they had me talk to him right before he's going on his date. And Mm -hmm. that's not how I wanted to do it. But, um, but again, like, it's so funny how yes, I think about Camille's response from earlier of like, I never knew I could be manipulated that way. I look back to that conversation and I was like, I was so manipulated into saying I had like what I kind of thought I wanted to say. It was going to be like, you know, <laughs> it makes me think of like sex in the city where it's like, like I I, I hate the day you were born or whatever. Um, I curse the day you, were born. I curse your <laughs> day you were born. Like I had it in my head. I knew what I was going to say. And then like, producers start talking to you and it gets, you get like all riled up and, and then you like have this whole other cause of why you're doing it. And you're like, okay. And you, you know, and so then I'm like pumped up and I go to talk to him. And, and I think, um, yeah, it wasn't like to necessarily make me look bad or anything. It was literally to get in his head about Angela, because I think producers mm-hmm. all knew that he was like still clearly in love with her and just like was not ready at all which then we see at the wedding which then we also see like at the very end of the show on how he was with Nicole Mm -hmm. um is like everything I said was true and like people love to be so hard on me for like for that conversation but I'm like I was just calling it what it was though like you know and um yeah like I had some low blows but the thing is is like she's one of my best friends and I again know her personal life and I couldn't say things. Cause like, there's things that there's things we all have that we just like keep quiet. Yeah. There's things I know that he did. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was not going to let him go lightly. Yeah.
0: But again, yeah. you serve the purpose. So I think it's interesting that you permit. can see that like, okay, you, you weren't needed anymore. Producers Wasn't didn't need either. you. Mm-hmm. So I think it's crazy to like see the whole trajectory, like Make you feel like you're getting the rose from Chris, but you actually serve the need over here. So hey, Chris, give the rose to Katie. Like, and it's a whole plan. Like someone thought this through.
2: Oh yeah. Like I always, I, I mean, I've heard for forever that people get paid off on this show, like to do certain things. I've never like heard somebody confirm it, but that was a moment that I was like, he totally somebody paid him to do that. Or like, they just weird. say, or it's super manipulated. Have, but it, it just yeah, felt, they had Chris so. Like, what? Like, it was it was almost as big as a, of a blind sight to everyone there. That was mm-hmm. the thing that I think was so funny, though, is that like, they didn't edit it that way. They didn't really show us having, like, such a relationship. And so mm-hmm. when it was aired, it didn't seem like that big of a deal. People were like, oh, he just picked Katie. Like, no big deal. I'm like, no. Like, everyone there was
1: shocked. Like, yeah. really shocked. But yeah. um, What do you think they – Like, do you think it's money that they pay them off with or just, like, the promise of – a good edit or like another paradise redemption? I don't know because I haven't had it happen to me. So, (laughs) (laughs) um,
2: so I don't know. And I can't like confirm anything, but, uh, but yeah, I have no idea. Cause like, I would say it's
0: promise of a better edit because we actually spoke with Chris and I remember, I'm pretty sure he said he would have done the final, he would have done the final season of paradise for free because he was so, Desperate to redeem his image and repair his image and have a good edit, so he really wanted that. So I could see them saying like, "Look, mm. go with Katie, and we're
1: gonna make sure to protect you." Yeah. Well, and remember we had thought Kendall was maybe paid to crash Joe's engagement. That was like a rumor going she around on TikTok or whatever. And we finally asked her, and she was like, "No, they didn't pay me any money. That would have been like very cool." But I think if there was ever a moment, but there was manipulation. Yeah, oh, of course, yeah, like, yeah, and like lying thing. to her, that's, yeah. That's where like y- you have to, um,
2: like, understand that there's like <laughs> we're not like stupid people or or um, or like cruel or like we don't. A lot of us don't have ill intention in doing certain mm-hmm. things. It's just the way that things are presented to us. We don't know all the facts, and so like, yeah, Kendall showing up um, at Joe's engagement. I'm sure she was given. I don't know any of the details, but I'm sure she was given a story that made it sound very much like, oh, this is the right thing to do. Right. And right. so you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, that's good. I'll do that. And they told
0: her Joe needed closure.
2: Yeah. So, so exactly. So, um, and I think that's the thing. I think there's probably so many little things and there also could be like in passing, like not even a huge long conversation, but there's like one little thing that they said that just kind of gets in your head. And- well, what's life like
0: post-show? Are you happy to kind of put it behind you?
2: Yeah. Um, I'm.
0: <laughs> or would you ever do it again?
2: <laughs> I mean, it's so hard. I'm going to be 38 in, in like a couple of weeks, which is like just mind blowing to myself. <laughs> yeah. but, um, but so like to, to even consider doing the show again, I'm like, oh my God, that sounds crazy. Mm. Um, I think if there was another like, you know, they had done, um, winter games. If they had, if they did anything like that, again, like more competition based or like, just like more fun, not so serious. <clears throat> I think I would be down for something like that, but I don't think I could do like, I don't know, never say never, but I don't think I could do the mm-hmm. bachelor of paradise. Again. So they didn't ask you um, for this,
0: this season that's, uh, airing. no, okay. no.
2: Um, I was like, there's no way ever. I feel like everyone's probably probably pretty young but um yeah anyways I don't know I have no idea um but uh what was I gonna say um life now yes thank you I'm sorry no No, you're good you're good (laughs)
0: yeah what's life like Um, now what are you up to
2: life now um I mean life has been good it's really interesting I like, cause we've gone through COVID and we've had like so much happen in the last couple of years. Um, I lived in Maui for nine months. Um, wow. I was in a relationship for quite a big part of, um, of the last couple of years. Um, I'm not anymore. I'm single, ready to mingle. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and yeah. What else? I have a puppy. Um, I've had her for a year now. I wrote a book. um, What? Yeah. um, It's a collection of my art and poetry. I wrote it like post breakup post, like just while I was doing so much healing for myself. Cause like I said, I mean, I went through all this stuff on the bachelor and then I went through my dad. I went through two really like big breakups um, in that time. Also Mm -hmm. they weren't like long relationships. They were just like, there was a lot that happened that, um, I really needed to heal from and so <clears throat> I just like I spent the time in Maui in the last couple of years just really working on myself and so like diving back into therapy and meditation and my own like purpose and and um, and just like kind of like re-falling in love with myself and like figuring out who I am um, and not who I think that's like a really big thing for so many people that have been on the show is like figuring out who you are because America tells you you're something. And you're like, you, Mm -hmm. you see yourself all of a sudden in this very weird lens of like, wait, if everyone else sees me as that, is that what I am? And then Mm -hmm. it's like this, this, um, yeah, it's just, it's this weird, like, well, who am I actually? If that's how people are seeing me, is that who? Yeah. So that's like a big thing that I had to deal with and figuring out who I was. And
0: what's the name of the book and where can we get it?
2: It's AP Unwritten. You can find it on Amazon. And um, yeah, it's really for, it's like a love letter to myself, but it's for Mm -hmm. anyone who's like going through heartbreak or a hard time. And um, it's a journey through heartbreak, love and healing. So I
0: love that. That's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Where can our listeners find you on social? Do you want to, if you want to plug anything?
2: Yeah, my, um, my Instagram is Annalise P., and that's really the main place you can find me. I have a website, oh. AnnalisePuccini.com, um, where you can find all of my social and you can also message me. And uh, yeah, I'm, I have a ton of really, really exciting things com- coming up. So I'll just tease that. Okay. But I can't really talk about it yet. But um, but yeah, I have some super exciting things. So definitely follow along if you want to see mm. what's coming. Oh, nice. So cryptic. Things. Um, I do have something televised coming up, but, not that's, but that's not like the, the big thing, but, um, but yeah, there, I mean, hopefully, hopefully okay. at some point I'll have more, um, okay. but I, but I do have
0: some of my own like personal things that are coming up that I'm Ooh. excited to share. Okay. Cool. So s- keep following along f- and see what we got going on with Annalise. We will be <laughs> watching and can't wait to see what happens. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. This is yeah, a great you. interview.
2: Thank we'll you. We'll be in touch. Okay. You. Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: And that's our show. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you like what you hear, give us five stars, write a nice review, send a telegram, do whatever you need to do to let us know that you are enjoying this content so we continue doing it.
1: Yes, that would be amazing if you would do all of those things. And then join our Facebook group if you're interested. Also check out our YouTube. We are not only repurposing some content from the podcast to YouTube, so you can see the video version, but we also make specific videos for YouTube. So there's extra stuff there if... Once a week is just, like, not enough for you. We have more. And
0: you guys know we are nominated for two People's Choice Podcast Awards. Best Female Hosted Podcast of 2022. And Best TV and Film. Because, you know, we're a big Mm -hmm. cinematic podcast over here. Yes. Um, That actually gets announced on Friday. So the day after this comes out, they're going to be streaming the podcast awards on podcastawards.com. I don't know if anyone's going to tune in. But I sure as fuck am going to tune in to see if we win. I'm going to put out there... That we're gonna win something. It'll be embarrassing if we don't, but like, I don't think do it would be embarrassing lose? if we
1: don't. I think, honestly, the fact that we were even nominated is such an honor, but obviously, we wanna win. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Friday, September thirtieth, nine p.m. podcastwords.com. If you guys are interested, I mean I'll be watching. Stephanie will be watching. Yeah. I don't know if anyone else will watch. Yeah, but. you don't have to watch. We'll definitely oh, trust me. We'll if we, win, if we we're win, fucking win, letting you, you know let next let week. You know. And we'll never let you forget. We'll it, never actually. let we'll you announce forget. it in the opening every single yeah. time from that podcast forward. Right.
0: And, you know, so just put out the good vibes for us. Because we're all going to be listening to this podcast on Thursday. It's tomorrow. Tomorrow, we love you. Tomorrow, you're only a day away. And then Mm -hmm. we find out if we won. So we'll see.
1: Who knows? Yeah. I hope we do. We've worked so hard this year. I really would love to have a trophy. I want the trophy, yeah. I want to shine it every day. I'll wake up. I'll sleep next to it. (laughs) On your nightstand? Is that that where you're going to keep it? No, I'll cuddle with it. Like next to me. Got it. Mm Mm-hmm cool. All right. Well, follow me at She's All
0: Batch, cross everything. Follow Jackie at Jackie Maroney, underscore, cross everything. And a quick shout out to our sponsors. Thank you so much, DameProducts.com for sponsoring this episode. You can use code CheeseAllBatch for 15% off their most amazing sex toys. Thank you to HoneyLove.com. You can use code
1: CheeseAllBatch for 20% off the most comfortable shapewear you'll ever put on your body. Yes, and then go to athleticgreens.com slash she's all batch for a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Like, come on, guys. The savings, the free, amazing. And
0: also go to framebridge.com for all of your framing you needs. You can use promo code she's all batch to save an additional 15% off your first order. Okay? Okay. All right. Bye, bitches.